Can we just go to the word now and we'll see what we want to do at the end? Turn with me, if you would, to Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64. I, I, I don't like starting the old, but we will tonight for a contrast. Isaiah 64. Now, we're ministering on, here's the subject. What you're looking for is already here. So let's put that in first, per, first person and tell ourselves, what I'm looking for is already here. Ah, we can do better. What I'm looking for is already here. Now, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be something? All the things that people are pursuing, including ourselves, might not be so far away. It might be right here. We went to a funeral one time, Deborah and I went to a funeral one time, and the pastor in, in a very weak endeavor to console the family, he said this, he said, God has a different kind of good than we do. We say that this, this, uh, this person that we've lost, that this is a terrible moment. This is, a, this is an untimely moment. This is so out of joint. But he said, but God says that it's good. And, uh, you know, I was in stark and absolute unbelief that he would say that. And I was a little nervous that he believed that in order to say it. But good isn't good to God and, and, and different to us. If it's bad, it's bad all over. If it's good, it's good all over. So we can say uh, that, that it's not enough to say that good is God, God is good all the time. It's not enough. It's not enough just to say God is good all the time. Because what we're doing is we're saying, well, I'm breathing today and, I'm, and the sun came up today or something good happened. But God is good all the way through in every area. And that's what we have to say. If we're going to say God is good all the time, we need to say God is good as all the time in everything. And not just pick out a few things. I wrote this down. I, the Lord told me this a couple of years ago. The devil tries to tempt you to take on a fight that Jesus has already won. Y'all know that? And we get that a lot in spiritual warfare. We're not against spiritual warfare. We're not, we're not condemning anything like that. I'm just saying there's just a lot going on there that is unnecessary because uh, they're trying to fight for something that Jesus has already given us the victory over. So let's take it to another, another slant there and say that tradition tempts you to wrestle for a life that Jesus has already given. That tradition, in other words, our culture, what we're used to, we're all Americans. We're all Alabamians today, uh, by locale anyway. And we would say that there's some tradition here. When I first moved here, we would go through the country in Alabama and it would be on Decoration Day. And we had never seen graveyards dressed up like, yeah, we'd never seen that. And they explained, well, that's what we do in Alabama. We have Decoration Day. Well, I'd never seen it before. So it was a different tradition than what I was used to. Tradition tempts you to wrestle, to contend for a life that Jesus has already given you. So that would be my yoke is easy. That would be my burden is light, wouldn't it? Like, I'm fighting for this, Lord. Well, you're just looking for it in the wrong place, but I've already sent it. It's over here. Oh, I thought it wasn't anywhere. No, it's already here. You're just looking at it wrong. You're not looking at it in faith. You're not looking at it the way I sent it or whatever. So in Isaiah 64, 
we have a, a not a terrible scripture, but a, uh, it's in the word, but it's very, very Old Testament. And it's 64 verse 6. You don't want to put this on your confession sheet. But we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we do all do fade as a leaf and all and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Well, that's actually quoted by Christians today. Born again people, people that know Jesus have received him as their savior. They still contend that our righteousness is as filthy rags. In other words, we are despicable before God. Isaiah 55 talks about that your ways are higher than our ways and your uh, thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Well, sure, if you're the Old Testament man, you're not born again. You, absolutely. But that's not us. That's not us. Something happened between Malachi and Matthew. Well, or actually Malachi and the book of Acts because the Gospels are Old, old Covenant. But uh, that's not us. Jesus intervened. And our ways are as high as his. We have the mind of Christ. We hold the thoughts, feelings, and intentions of his heart. So, so we, we have to cast off this scripture here. But I'm telling you, churches are quoting it every Sunday. Our righteousness, we're just old worms and filthy rags and all of that. Would you turn to Psalm 66? Would you slip west for... A few pages, 66. So something's happened. And tradition that's just in the church, in the religious community, in the culture that we live in, because there are so many people that have embraced our righteousness is as filthy rags. You might get free of that, but that it's not always a clean break. Can y'all say Amen. Sometimes there's a residue that goes with it. Well, we're not filthy rags, but and they'll hang on to something that kind of kind of like, well, we don't want to say we're that good. We just don't want to say we're that bad. So it must be somewhere in the middle. And I want to contend for the other end. The absoluteness of what Jesus has done for us, the totality of how we've been changed. And I, I tell you all the time, your head can't get around it. So this is absolutely a faith mode. You, you can't say, well, let me think about that. Well, we're, we're done. If you have to think about your righteousness and think about your thoughts being higher or lower, then if you're thinking about it, you, you will never come to a conclusion that'll bring you the victory. So we have to go to faith, don't we? We have to go to what the word says and faith arises by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And in Psalm 66, let's read one through 12 and then we'll we'll pull off. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name, make his praise glorious. Say unto God how terrible the word there is awesome. How Awesome art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. He ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. 
Oh, bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Now, we're fixing to get a verse here that, that there's a causative word in the Hebrews versus an absolute. And thou broughtest us into the net, thou hast laid affliction upon our loins. There's, there's, it's, it's not causative. He didn't cause that, but because it's old covenant, it, had to, it did happen. But we're new covenant. So we're, we're going to have to transpose this verse here and, and not receive it for ourselves now. But verse 12 is where I'm going. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. Are you in the King James church? Let's read the next part together, the rest of the verse. We went through fire and through water, but thou brought us out into a wealthy place. Thou hast brought us out into a wealthy place. Last week we talked about the wealthy place. It's in uh, Deuteronomy. We're going to read that. But I looked up this verse, this... Uh, uh, we went through fire and through water, but thou brought us, us out into a wealthy place. That's the only place in the Bible that it talks about. It's the only place in the Old Testament uh, that talks about a wealthy place like this. But there's other versions. We went through fire. Uh, excuse me. The Amplified says you brought us out into a broad, moist place to abundance and refreshment and the open air. So we're getting a sense of what the Lord has done because we don't always be able to translate like wealthy place. Are y'all with me? So we we'll, we we'll look at other versions. The, the new living says we went through fire and flood, but you brought us to a place of great abundance. And everything like that goes forward. The old Testament stays valid except where the new Testament changes it. So we know the sacrifice system, which is bulls and goats, it got changed. Jesus became our one and only sacrifice. We know the dietary law that you couldn't eat. Uh, 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 you had to eat certain foods with hooves and scales and shellfish and no bat, all that stuff now. Now we can eat bat. <laughs> so, so, hallelujah. So, so that's the rule. If it didn't get changed, our worship was different in the Old Testament. And now it says you worship that way, but you worshiped on this mountain and you you did the 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 bowing down and the and the psaltery and all that. Now we don't worship that way. He said we worship him in spirit and in truth. So wherever it's changed, it is changed. But if it's not, it's just left alone. The tithe is left alone. It doesn't change the tithe. It doesn't say now that now we're in new covenant. You don't tithe. That that's not in there. So let's go on here. It says uh, in the CEV. Y'all, I just wrote down the initials. I, I, I know what version it was. If you if I go home, you brought us to a land of plenty. I like that. The Lord said you were here, but I brought you. You went through the fire. You went through the flood, but I brought you out. So he's laying a pattern that he wants us to take hold of even today. The uh, BBE, the Bible in basic English, for y'all that thought I couldn't remember. But you brought us into a wide place. That's wonderful. 
the easy to read translation says, you brought us into a safe place. Y'all, he's talking to us. God's word translation says, but then you brought us out and refreshed us. So he's prophesying here about the goodness of God. The, the living Bible says, but in the end, you brought us into wealth and great abundance. Wealth and great abundance. Don't be, don't be nillifying that wealth and great abundance and say, well, pretty good and just enough. Because that's not what it says. It's in the Hebrew. It's a very exact language. Wealth and abundance. He brought you into wealth and abundance. So that's going to tell us what we're supposed to be on track for. We're not supposed to. If he said, I brought you into just enough, I'm going to I'm going to make it where you'll make it. You'll know I'm there somewhere. And we'll go, well, Lord, all my neighbors are making it better than I am. Well, I, I'm doing the best I can. No, he said wealth and abundance. So when we turn our faith and say, I'm going to aim this thing. Come on, y'all. I'm going to aim my faith because we all aim our faith. And we decree a thing and it's established unto us. So if we decree a lesser thing, a wrong thing, an inferior thing, well, we're going to nail it. That's what we're going to have. It's coming. And the light shall shine upon your ways, poor little self. He went on and said the, uh, uh, the NC, the, the NCV, whatever it is, look it up. It'll do you good. But you brought us into a place with good things. I like that. You brought us into a place. There wasn't, but you brought us into a place where there's good things. It seems like there's a pattern here that the Lord wants you and I to have good things, safe things, moist things, whatever that means. The message says, finally, he brought us into this well-watered place. The complete Jewish Bible says, but you brought us out into a place of plenty. Let's say plenty. 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 Well, that's what we say. There's plenty more where that came from. Why? Because he brought us into a place of plenty. So we know we can measure that when what we're going through or having or doing, if it's not one of these things, if it's lesser, we know we're not hitting the mark. Well, I got that, Lord. I nailed that. Good enough is good enough. No, he said plenty. He said wealth in abundance. Well, Lord, I, I, you know, your ways are higher than our ways. And I'm just a filthy rag boy and worm, worm, worm. And it's like, you, okay, now more. The, the new international, you brought us into a place where we have everything we need. This is old covenant. We have a better one. Better promises, better blood, better, 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 better. And he said in the old and inferior, everything we need, the NRSV, new revised, I think, you have brought us out to a spacious place. I don't know, maybe religious can take that and turn it into some sort of curse or some sort of minimalism, but you'd have to work at it. This thing is consistent. I looked at a whole bunch more versions and they just weren't enough different. But they all said at least this, the same thing. He wants to bring you to abundance. Well, you know, if we leave this earth, however we leave this earth, through the rapture or through, it's appointed once unto man to die. When you end it, when it's over, when the blink 
of the eye, the atomic second happens, it's over. You can't say, can I have one more move or can I have one more day to move some stock around and get my family? It is what it, I want to give the church a million dollars and I just was waiting for the right time. You didn't get it, did you? Yeah, you missed the right time. So let's go, let's go to Deuteronomy. We got, we got a few minutes here. Deuteronomy, still in the old. I mean, I'm, I'm doing this in the old because this is the minimum. This is the default. Chapter 8, verse 6. 8, verse 6. So this is covenant talk. Did you hear me? This is covenant talk. This is God speaking covenant. He's setting the minimum. He's setting the standard. He's setting the default. He said if it'll ever be, it, it could be more than this, but it won't be less than this. And in verse six, he said, therefore, thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. And then he's got that word in verse seven, four. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land a land of brooks, of waters, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates and a land of olive oil and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not like anything in it, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. When thou hast eaten and art full, don't you like that? When you go to supper, you get all you want. I don't know how you were raised, but that wasn't, that's not the case in everybody everywhere. But he said it's, it's his business. When thou hast eaten and art full, thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, less than that when thou have eaten and art full, and has built goodly houses. Let's see where I'm going here. Uh, yeah, we're still on it. And dwelt therein when thy herds and thy flocks multiply. This is what's happening. This is, this is, the, this is the, the, the movie, the video of life in the covenant. He said, see, see, everybody's got it. When thy herds and thy flocks multiply, thy silver and thy gold is multiplied. Oh, my, I thought it was just spiritual blessing. No, gold is gold, silver is silver. The goat is the goat. And, hast thou, and all that thou hast is multiplied. Then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee, here's another one, brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness. And wherein were fiery scorpions, serpents and scorpions and drought where there was no water and who brought thee forth out of water out of the flint, excuse me, rock of flint, who led, fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to do thee good at the latter end. <laughs> to do me good. Say with me to do me good at the latter end. So we looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and said, the stuff you're going through, the light affliction, the pressure, it just hones all that stuff out that keeps us from receiving. God's sending it, but if you don't receive it, you don't have it. You don't have it. If you don't have it, you don't have it. It doesn't matter if you send it or not, or the devil stole it, or just ignorant. 
Just ignorant, gone to seed, Brother Hagin said, where you just, you just didn't know to pick it up off the ground. Well, whatever the reason is, if you don't have it. He said, I came to give you good at the latter end. And so this is heaven's default for his children. I'm his children. Are you his children? He even called uh, Jacob's his, his children, the children of Israel. Jacob's name was chained to Israel. So the ch he thinks of us as his kids. And everybody knows how protective a mama bear and a mama daddy bear or whatever they are, whatever, they're going to protect their cubs and, and a lot, everything. And father gave that instinct from his own nature. And we are blessed. Turn to chapter 28 right here. You're just right there. Let's just, let's just, we're making a basis here. There are a gazillion. How many is that? It's several scriptures in here that talk about this, but I'm going to just, just fan a few. Chapter 28, uh, verse two says, and these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Oh my, have you seen that before? And overtake thee. I mean, like when you slow down, it, it, it catches up. And when you run fast, it catches up. If thou shalt hearken into the voice of the Lord thy God. And here he starts. Blessed shall thou be in the city and blessed thou shalt be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep. <laughs> There's a lot of blessing going on here. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Yeah, when you come in and when you go out. And cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. And they shall come out against thee one way and flee before these seven ways. And he goes on and on uh, through, uh, through verse uh, 13. But you get it. He just said, I'm going to put it on you. Now he gets over there into a part that's the old covenant that says, well, now if you don't pay attention and if you don't rise up, this is the inferiority of the old covenant. You, you get you get excluded. You get out if you don't obey and, and follow. But we're in a new covenant. And the new part of the new covenant, the better part is we don't get excluded when we don't do every command. And yet all the blessings are yes and amen. What a deal. Y'all, we ought to be shouting about this every day. And we do. We get up and say, isn't it great to be under grace and under the blessing of the Lord? Uh, we won't. Let me just read you 40, Genesis 47, 6. This is about Goshen. Y'all remember Goshen? So all the famine's up in Canaan and everybody's coming down because they don't have any food. And, uh, and Joseph brings his father and his brothers in front of Pharaoh himself. How do you get an audience with him? Well, you either got to be Moses or Joseph. And uh, brings them in and... Uh, says, what do you want? You're Joseph's friends and of kinfolk. What do you want? Well, we're shepherds, master. We're, we're shepherds. We like being shepherds. Well, shepherds was not a good thing in Egypt. You were lowly, lowly if you were a shepherd. That was not on your list of things to do to take over. And so they, they said, we want a place where there's grass and there's water. And he said, well, we could... Joseph said, we, we could give them Goshen. Goshen was the best of the best. And Pharaoh said, well, why don't you give them the best of the best of Egypt? That was Goshen. And uh, verse six says, the land of Egypt is before thee. In the best of the land, make thy father and brethren to dwell. In the land of Goshen, let them dwell. 
And if thou knowest any men of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. This is a good deal. You go, well, that's then and this is now. That was then and that is now. We have it that good. And Jesus said, listen, there's been a lot of time passed since then. A lot of cattle have had to be sacrificed and it had to go this way and that way. Tell you what, I'm going to go to the cross and seal this thing. I'm going to nail it down where it'll never, ever change. And you'll get a full portion of everything they got in the old and more. Wake up. Wake up, Michael. It's better than you thought. What I'm looking for is already here. Hallelujah. Psalm 112. Don't be messing around out there. Get to turning. <laughs> Psalm 112. We're just, we're just looking at it. We're just, we're just perusing here. Because it's always good to go to heaven. If you're ever wondering, oh my, we feel so bad they went to heaven. It's always good to go to heaven. It's always good. Don't ever get uh, pouty-faced because somebody went to heaven. Heaven's good. We always look at lost potential, but I tell you, there's a lot of people that are still on the earth that aren't doing diddly for the Lord, and they'd be better off for now unless they're going to change if they went to heaven. Uh, verse 1, Psalm 112. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord that delighteth great in his commandments. So we have the Old Testament preface here that says if, if, you, want, if you want the benefits, you've got you to gotta fall into line. His seed, his children, shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. That's us in the Old Testament. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Did you all know that's in there? Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. So here's, here's how it works. Let's sum it all up. Since the garden, y'all know about the garden. The garden, which was God, God took the pattern of heaven, how heaven is, how heaven is. And he took, I don't know if he took a picture or if he actually moved it, but he created Eden after the pattern of heaven. Wonder what heaven's like. Ah, read about Eden and you'll know. And so he moved Eden there and everything he did, he called it a wealthy place. Not literally, but he said, this is, this is how heaven looks. And everything that Adam and, and Eve and their, until he messed up, their children needed, was there in that place. So he restored everything. He is restoring everything that Adam lost. The first Adam lost everything, but the second Adam, the Lord Jesus, is getting it all. He got it all back. But that, that persnickety curse that's in the world, it, it throws Christians off because it rains on the just and the unjust. Well, it tornadoes on the just and the unjust, and it floods both, and it... Humidity's every. It, it, it's not the system. Isn't that if you're righteous, you just shine like a new penny? It's everywhere, and you just by faith, you just decree, "I'm going to live above it." Faith is involved. Back in the Old Testament, they couldn't use faith because 
I mean, not the way we do, because they couldn't make that decision, that choice, because they were not born again. But we're born again. So when he says, I got something good for you, we can reach out and get it and, and receive what he said he wants us to have and to live and to do. So he has made man, his man, a demonstration. I'm a demonstration. How, are you going to preach to everybody? Not everybody wants to be preached to because they're just like you were when you were in a certain place and condition. You didn't want to be preached to. You wanted to live your own life and make your own mistakes and come out. That way, when you were successful and all everybody's all going to be successful in their own mind, that way you wouldn't have to give credit to God or Jesus or Holy Ghost or anything. You can say, look at mine, the, the, like Deuteronomy. Look at what I did. And that's exactly what the Lord said. Don't, don't do that. Let me help and then I'll give you all the glory, but it'll be my glory. So... Here we are, the garden, and God's made a demonstration of how he wants it to be for us. Adam blew it up. The curse came in. And we have to live above the curse. Adam didn't have to live above the curse, did he? There was no curse until he turned left at the stop sign and ran into a bunch of stuff. So the challenge for heaven and the challenge for you and me is to believe we receive. We would like to just get up every day and say, the sun's shining. I've got enough lunch money and enough gas to get to work. It's a great day. And settle. And settle. And settle. Because the world's making it. The, the, the man that's not born again, the non-covenant man, he's making it. He has lots of troubles. He has lots of challenges because he doesn't know how to live above the curse, so he's living in the curse. But we shouldn't be living in the curse. We're not designed to. His thoughts are not above our thoughts. We, we, we have thoughts that are above men, are sinners. We don't think like they do. We would say God doesn't think like they do, and we think like God, so therefore we don't think like the world thinks, or we shouldn't. We shouldn't, but, you know, that's, that's our option. Everything is our option, to believe and to receive. So we know how much you're believing by looking at how much we're receiving. And so if we say we're stuck, we're in some tradition or some culture, some Bible, religion, this is the way it is, and it's the way it's always been, and we don't see any reason to change how it's always been. Doesn't matter what this says. We're not reading that. We're just figuring it out and, and preaching it like we want to. If that's how it's going to be, then everybody's going to live like the world. Born again. Surprised as anybody when they get into heaven. Well, golly, I don't believe it. <laughs> They don't expect to go to heaven. They're hoping and they're praying. So uh, Psalm 166 says, the lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. And that's who we are. The uh, New Living says, the land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. Now, y'all, we can get up this morning 
tomorrow morning and we can rejoice. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. It has no power over us unless we say, come and take me. Unless we say, I, I, I don't want to live the faith life. I'm just going to live like uh, John next door and I'll just have troubles and everything. And lots and most and, and uh, many Christians do. Jesus said, here's, now here's where we're going to pivot and I'm going to get this going. He said, I have come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly or till it overflows. Now, what does that mean? It means something different than living under the Old Testament covenant, the old covenant, or living under the curse like the world does. It means something different. And we would be remiss. We would be wrong. It would be error for us to say or believe or not say we're just getting along. Good enough is good enough. Because we don't want to be extreme. We don't want to be out there. What if it doesn't work? What if we believe God to have the Old Testament and the New Testament and, and our lives don't change? That'll be embarrassing. We'll be preaching the gospel we couldn't demonstrate. But what if it did? Why, if it doesn't, then your whole new birth is in jeopardy. If you can't make the things that you can measure and demonstrate work, then how are you going to measure your new birth when you have to go, you have to die to prove it? I'll be right back. I'm going to die and check this out. I'll go see and come back and tell you all how it works. No, that death thing is pretty hard to master. So listen to this. I just got down and thought and thought and... Uh, I believe this. You measure it yourself for yourself. I'm just the messenger. I believe that every born-again believer has inherited a wealthy place. I, I believe it's not something we strive for, that we have to ask God for. I don't like, uh, I can tell you, I, I don't even like asking for favor. Because we have favor. It came at the new birth. Oh, God, give us favor. We're fixing to go in there and ask for a job. Ah, it's all over you. You're glowing in the dark as it is. What, what are we going to do with you? It's snap out of it. You got it. It's on you. It's in you. It's all over you. It's, it's God working ahead of you and behind you and all around you. But nevertheless, that's not what I'm going to preach about too much tonight. We've all inherited a wealthy place. He has set the members in the body severally as it has pleased him. So it may look a little different. You may not need as much as somebody. We know what the New Testament says about manna, that them that had a big family, they gathered up much and they, they gathered up and they had plenty. And then that was just him and mama. They gathered up and, and it was just right. It would, there's, there's enough for your wealthy place to do what you're assigned to do that you say yes to. If you, say, if you, say, if you don't say yes to anything, it's not going to take much to fund you. Just rent and groceries and, you know, the power bill. But if you're going to the nations, if you're going to fund buildings, if you're going to, it's going to take more. He's made a wealthy place for all of us. Be it done unto you according to your faith. So, uh, listen to this. I wrote this down. Expect the supernatural to replace and overtake the natural. And here's how it looks like. There's a ram in every thicket. 
There's a road under every wall, every sea, every obstacle in your life. There's a, there's a road underneath it. Y'all say amen when you, when you get it, so I can go on. Uh, there's translation, Philip, to every place that you need to be at. You go, I've never, I never saw that. Well, that's because you may be living little and thinking, well, I, I got to get my car fixed so I can get over to that town and preach a few things. If you need it, it's in your wealthy place. What's a wealthy place? I'm telling you. It's everything in the Old Testament and everything in the New Testament that ever happened to anybody. That's in your potential wealthy place. Are y'all here? Uh, there's enough oil coming out of the out of the jug, the cruise, to pay every debt. Y'all remember that story? There's enough manna every morning and enough quail for every supper. It's like I wanted, I wanted, I wanted leftovers. No, no leftovers, but you'd have all you can put into your your little body. There's uh, the two fish and the five biscuits in your refrigerator will always feed everybody that comes by. And we have that in our book over here. Y'all remember the testimony? She had 30 people show up and she had a, you read it. Uh, your sling will always send the stone to exactly the killing spot. The kill zone is what I put down. My sling will always aim that stone no weapon formed against me will ever prosper. You go, well, I don't know about that. Well, it's time to know. It's time to stretch out of good enough is good enough. Uh, men are looking for you every day and everywhere. They've got something for you. There's a coin hidden to pay every bill, to pay every tax. There's a seed to plant in every field. There's no disqualifying sin that can stand against you. If you only knew what I did, we can only imagine. Because we can see our own lives. And there's no disqualifying sin that says, well, I can't go there. Probably can't go to heaven, but I sure can't do anything because of that. You're wrong. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. The axe, the axe head will always swim. Let's say that one together. The axe head will always swim. Now, see, that's the most provocative of all. They beat the rock up and it poured out, but I like the axe head that always swam. I, I just like that. Uh, you will always be led to walk through the crowd of troublemakers. You will always have plenty to pay all your taxes. That goes back to the fish again. You go, well, is that all of them? No, I just had to stop because the clock's still running. It's over and over. If it's in there, the Bible says if it's in there, he's no respecter of persons. And Pastor Buzzy always said if he's ever healed anybody of AIDS, he'll heal everybody of AIDS. You can get anything that's in the body. So that's number one. Expect the supernatural to replace and overtake the natural. So we're getting out of the natural business. Number two, meditate the word. We're talking about your wealthy place. Meditate the word 
until you find yourself as the object of God's love. He loves me. Y'all, he's in love with Michael Ray. I'm telling you, he likes me just fine. You think I'm overstating it? It's true. Thing is, he loves you just as much. And if you'll pick it up a little bit, he might love you more. I don't know what you can do. But you've got to meditate the word till you see yourself as the object of his love. Whew, he did all that for me. If there was only one person in the whole world that would receive Jesus, he got up on the cross for me. Well, y'all aren't near as impressed with that as I was when I wrote it down. Uh, we've got to start reading the word literally. We've got to start saying the windows of heaven are opened and stop and see the windows, however you see windows, however that goes for you, seeing those windows opening up. And then the word says, pouring out a blessing, a benediction. Well, how much? Well, there's a little drib, there's a drab, and then there's flood stage. However you see, however your faith gets you there, however you believe, you qualify as the object of God's love. But the word says that he'll pour you out a blessing that you're not easily able to contain. It'll overflow. In other words, it'll overflow. So that's how you get into your wealthy place. You just park on one. You, uh, you say to the mountain, mountain, be removed. So you stop. You see yourself speaking to the mountain. Who else is going to talk to it? Jesus talked to it. He said, he said what he said, and then he told you to do it. Say, he said, say to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Don't doubt in your heart. If you do, go back and reload until you can get it through without doubting in your heart. And believe those things which you say shall come to pass. There's the, there's the crutch. But when you get there, said, I'm fixing to say it. I'm fixing to decree a thing, and it's fixing to be established unto me, and the light's going to shine on my ways. I'm fixing to pull the trigger. This thing is loaded, and everything is going down when I pull the trigger. See, and you go through that. Um, you, you go to 2 Corinthians 8 and say, the Lord Jesus, being poor, became rich, that I, through his poverty, because of what he did, not because of what I did, but because of what he did, that he, through his poverty, made me rich. Oh, I don't know. I don't get that. Well, then you need to study it and meditate on it until you get it. We, are, we, are master, we have mastery over the word. We have mastery. Who has mastery over faith? If it's not you, it's over. If, well, I don't think we're supposed to do it. It'll be somebody great. Everybody that's great was just like us. They didn't just born great. Look at that little great thing. No, they were just little, little rug dusters, just like all of us and our kids. And uh, so my default, my default, you go there to Second Corinthians chapter nine, is that I have all sufficiency in all things. And, and help me, and I abound to every good work. So anything that you come up against that you didn't abound the other day, you got to stop. Say, whoa, whoa, boss. That's not, that's, that's subpar. That's subpar. That's qualifying. That's comparing and qualifying like the Old Testament. We don't do that. I'm already in. 
I'm all in. I've got the blue ribbon, the grand prize. The, you know, the blue ribbon is the one with the long ribbons, and it's got grand champion. It says champion on here. I happen to have that one, and so do you. He said, yeah, you're the winner. You're the winner, Michael. You're the winner, Pamela. You're the winner, Jonathan. You're the winner. Well, us winners do a few things. I have all sufficiency. I'm the champion. I have all sufficiency in all things. What, what do you got? What, what, what's your problem? What's your situation? What's the challenge? In all things, I have mastery. And I'm healed, whole, and healthy. Are you all healed, whole, and healthy? By his stripes, you were healed. So you've got to get that 2,000 years. You've got to get that thing narrowed down like I, I'm hoping. I, I, I believe I am. When you have to say, I believe I am, you ain't. You just say, I am. The I believe is conditional. So we just say, well, of course I am. Well, what about this? What about what? We're talking about red, red apples and, and orange oranges and, and purple grapes. Why are you talking about all three in the same subject? I am healed. We'll do that another time. So number four, I put down number four. I have five. So number four is I'm not looking for the blessing to come, but I'm resting. I'm resting. I'm resting that it's here. Now, you go, well, what do you have to do that? Well, you've got to meditate. You've got to be alone with yourself. You've got to stop your busy life and just go off and lay down in a wheat field or behind a tree or in your closet or, or go off in the country or something and take a dirt road and just stop for two hours and, and fix it and fix it where it's broke, where tradition has come in, to traditions of men, where your experience has got to say, well, back when I was eight years old, this happened, and Mama said that, and, and that's, I just can't get rid of it. Well, you've got to go somewhere and put the Word of God in and pray yourself out through the Holy Ghost and get rid of what Mama said if it's not what the Word says. You're like, well, this is a lot of work. Do it once and you'll be done. You'll have to maintain it, but if you'll get the brick off of the road, you can drive down the road. But we just keep stopping and turning around and going back. Number five. Oh, I messed up again. It's after eight. Expedite your living. Expedite your living. All we need to know is, like Joe Morris said, this is a hustle theology. The two-minute warning is up. Whatever y'all believe about that, I believe it's going to be a while and everything. Well, good. Giddy up. Giddy. You got time or you don't. We just know we're going out in the first load. And we know we're not going to be surprised. We're not going to be disappointed. Going to heaven is a great thing. But we're not going to be ashamed that we put it off. They say Elvis Presley. I, who knows? You know, I sure wouldn't. But they say that he made a deal and told the Lord and then told his manager, whoever it was, I'm going to get this, this singing thing done, but God's got a call on my life, whatever that means, and I'm going to get this singing thing done, and I'll have money and I'll have influence, and then I'm going to go serve Jesus. <laughs> Didn't work out for him, did it? And it won't work out for anybody else. You have to put him first. So we expedite our living. I'm going to expedite my living. In other words, uh, 
Resting, listen, listen, this is, this, this is worth the whole dollar. Resting comes from expediting faith. When you get in faith about something to move the mountain or to the corn and the fish, or you get in faith about it and you go, man, that's going to take a lot of work. That's where the rest comes. Your, your, your body and your soul are resting when you're in faith. But if you're not in faith, everything is on DEFCON 4. Everything is nervous and worried and considering this and rationale is coming up and, and what about this? And then people will come and have an effect on you. Resting comes from being in faith. They all said amen and I could hardly get the mic back. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, so, so we're, what we're looking for is already here. That's a good title. I'm going to keep that one, Barry. What we're looking for is already here. You know why? Because Jesus did it for us. The Lord Jesus said, I can handle this. I will handle it. And we're going, Lord, I don't think you did quite enough. Well, go back and look what he did. He did it all. Father is highly impressed. And if he's impressed, we should be glad. He did it all. My job is to believe until I can receive. My job is to believe until I say what I believed, until I do what I believed. It's not enough to say, well, I believe. When we hear it coming out of you and when we see it coming off of you, we'll know when we've believed. So don't tell us what you're going to do. Don't tell us what the Lord's going to do. We we all have that verse in our song. But faith says, I got it. I so got it. What a, how long? What's the time? I got it. I tell you all, all the time, you've got to be a certain obnoxious to be in faith. Because the world just does not know how to handle you. So just, just, be, just be hard to get along. We'll get along with you. At River Church. Come back here and we'll all get along with your obnoxiousness because we're going to be obnoxious too. Hallelujah. Isn't Jesus wonderful? He made a way where there was no way and he's still making ways where there seems to be no way. And he always will. He said in, uh, in John, he said, uh, I go and prepare a place for you. Why? Why did he say that? That where I am, you, I'm, you may be also. He wants to be with us. He's just, he's just, we're not near as excited about us as he is. He wants to be with us. I'm going to go and make, a, make this happen. And so that where I am, you'll be right there with me. Oh. He's too good to even speak. It's, it's almost shameful to try to preach and say we covered what the Lord is and what he does. And, but we did the best we could. Amen. Amen. All right.